In today's interview, I talk with Hillary Glenn and Jillian Glenn, two sisters that are the founders of an apparel company, Glenn and Glenn Apparel, and they've got an exciting story to share. They're in the middle of their first year of operations, so it's great to hear from them directly about the very beginning, the start, as well as they're still really in the beginning. And so if you want to hear a story about what it's like to operate a business, especially in the fashion world, which is so cutthroat, so difficult, but they're doing a great job of getting through all these key obstacles and have some motivational and inspirational stories to share with us. Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast, focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their product businesses by teaching cutting-edge marketing strategies and interviewing successful marketers, as well as product marketing experts that share their stories to inspire you to achieve hyper-growth for your own business. I'm your host, John LeClaire, founder and CEO of Harvest Growth, and I believe that if you want to make your product the next household name, you just need Need to follow the right plan and that even the best products struggle to succeed when they step away from proven strategies that work. And I believe that you can grow profitably, which means you don't need to be a Fortune 500 company or have access to venture capital in order to grow your business. If you'd like to learn more about what we call the perfect launch process for marketing products, check out harvestgrowth.com. And if you still have questions on how you can implement this process for your business, you'll see a link on our homepage to set up a free consultation with one of our product launch specialists. Welcome to the show, Hillary Glenn and her sister Jillian Glenn today. They are the founders and owners and designers behind glennglennapparel.com. We'll have that in the show notes, of course, but Glenn is spelled with two N's, so G-L-E-N-N, both times, glennglennapparel.com. I encourage everyone to check out their website to see the amazing designs and the amazing fashions that they've put together um, in a relatively short period of time. These, so both of these sisters have extensive experience in the fashion industry and they've recently launched this business now to be on their own and are already seeing good success in their, their first year in business. And we'd love to hear about that uh, and their stories along the way. So Hillary and Jillian, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Of course. Yeah. So let's hear your story, how this all began. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? So before you founded this, you know, how did you get the experience to be able to be where you are today? Um, well, this is Hillary. So I uh, went to school for fashion design. Um, so I got my degree in that. And then upon graduation, I moved to New York to intern at Diane von Furstenberg in New York. And <laughs> after that, um, I worked in the industry, more so in knitwear, and um, I worked with Macy's uh, for one of their private labels. So I spent about four years in New York um, fashion industry, and then moved back to Colorado because I wanted to transition into more lifestyle and sportswear design. And so um, also my sister lived there, and I was kind of wanting to be closer to family as well. So I worked for about six years doing contract work for a lot of lifestyle brands um, and a lot of active wear brands uh, as a contract designer. And that really gave me a lot of flexibility and experience working with other brands, small and large. So working with a lot of startups. Um, and that's kind of where my background was before we started uh, Glenn and Glenn. And then Jillian can talk about hers. 
Yeah. So my background is more in corporate development and branding. Um, I worked for a decade doing graphic design and branding. So uh, mostly with startups and small to medium sized companies and really, I don't know, utilizing now more so than ever my photography degree, um, taking pictures of our clothes and models and lifestyle shots. Uh, so I guess we come, I come for, to this more so from the marketing business side of things and yeah, I'm worked in merchandising for a long time in college and shortly thereafter. So pretty familiar with that whole side of side of the business and, um, that we got to the point where we were both sharing an office in Boulder and working as contractors for other, other clients. And sometimes it would overlap and sometimes we'd have our own separate things, but we got to the point where we were just a little bit um, kind of hit the end of the road with that career wise, where we were bored, uninspired, and also had kind of talked about doing this for a long time. So we finally just jumped ship and, Went, went all in and here we are. <laughs> well, fantastic. It's got to be a lot of fun working as siblings. I can only imagine. And what a neat time. It's, you know, that's not easy to do because oftentimes siblings are very similar in their experience and their skills. And I guess not always the case, right? But it's great that you guys kind of operates from both sides of the business, right? You've got the creative side and you've got the business side and, and really bringing that together to that's what you need to make a business work, obviously, right? It's, it, you can't have the same skill set. You've got to be different and bring your strengths to bear. And you've done a, done a good job with that. So let's, we've talked a little about the very beginning. So let's talk about how has it progressed from there? So after you launched this business, how did you, what'd you do to start to see some early success in the very early days? Well, it's been, it's um, a mixed bag of effort. So the marketing, I feel like from my point of view, having done this for a while is that it's changing so much in the way that people, the way that everyone is marketing their products. Um, you know, retail is in a kind of a wishy-washy area right now and the internet marketing and influencers and all different channels are developing for getting information out there. So it's been um, some sort of combination of having a, a, a set plan on what we're doing from month to month and then a lot of spontaneous decisions um, based on Trial feedback. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you worded that well. It's, it's starting with a set plan, but realizing, of course, you're going to deviate from that course mm -hmm. uh, throughout the process. That's okay. But if you've got the framework set up, you know what deviations are acceptable and what, which ones aren't. So it keeps you grounded or framed as you get to that process. Because there's always, especially in a brand new business, there's always distractions, changes, challenges that you run through. And if you've got that good framework before you get started, it, it certainly helps you get through the process much more easily. So what were some of the deviations, I guess, or early challenges that you experienced in your business? Well, I think, I think we probably had high hopes that this would take on faster than we had expected or I didn't really happen. So we've learned that it's going to take a while for a new brand to catch on and, and create brand awareness. It's not going to happen within the first year. So we're making, you know, slow steps to grow and expand our target market and reach them. Um, so I think it's just a matter of we need to be patient and we have to make decisions as we go. 
And I think something we learned um, was the influencers, like working with influencers was a big deal when we first started. And I think we, we've come to realize that sometimes that doesn't work out as much as we'd hope, or maybe we're not. There's not a direct ROI. Yeah. So (laughs) they've been great. Um, yeah, they've been, but it's an interesting thing on how it translates into their, what, what the success is Mm -hmm. and how you value what their, uh, influence is as an influencer Mm -hmm. is. Um, I think what maybe was the adjustment that we weren't expecting is the amount of physical outreach that we are having to do sales wise. Mm -hmm. It's not just putting a product out on the internet and then expecting people to just know about it. So that's required a little bit more effort. Um, Currently, I guess that's where where we're coming from now where we're like, okay, now we're focused on sales and it's not exactly our most comfortable um, task, I guess, between the two of us. So (laughs) we're not like natural born salespeople. So that's been difficult for us to kind of uh, grow into that role and learn how to how to sell the product. Like we know so much about it, we built this product, but now we have to focus on selling. And it, you're right; it is a very different skill set. It's uh, mm-hmm. having talked to a lot of entrepreneurs in almost any industry. You often go into it not realizing what an important and time-consuming part of the process sales is. And it's, you know, not everyone's good at it. Not everyone has that innate skill set. And if not, then you just need to find the right partner to to help with that process. Um, But it is, it's such an important part of the role. Uh, Again, whether it's, it's, you know, a a fashion business or a consumer products business or a a marketing agency, sales is a a crucial part of it. And it's just finding the right skill set, find the right team to work with and eventually to bring that all together to be successful. So what have you found, what, what has worked best for you? You mentioned how, uh, you know, obviously it's taking a lot of time, the sales process, the influencers, you're starting on that path and it's a slow path to ROI. We've seen that with some influencers mm-hmm. as well. What has worked well for you? What's, what's kind of started this momentum of your business? Um, I think going, we've been doing a lot of trunk shows and pop-up mm-hmm. events um, and getting, I think because there's so much of an overwhelming marketplace now on the internet, people, consumers are less, they're a little bit more reluctant to just try a new product without seeing it. Mm -hmm. So there's that digression from like advancing, advancing, advancing with technology. And then I think consumers are starting to pull back and say, wait, 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 like, you know, I want to see it. And so once we've been able to get it out in front of people and they're able to feel the fabrics and try it on and see the quality that maybe is more rare than what they're buying on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had tremendous success once we get it out in front of people. Yeah. Selling in person has been much more successful for us. Absolutely. And how do you find the right shows to attend to? Also, not easy. Yeah. 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 Trial Uh, and error. I think it's finding uh, Yeah. A lot of that is just researching different stores and boutiques or groups of people that have a collective audience already in place um, that they, the host, whoever's doing it, could, can invite and say, hey, I'm a trusted source. Please come to my event. 
because you know me and then people come. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of getting people there. And then once they're there, I mean, our conversion on, on sales, once we get people to there is extraordinary. So it's really just engage, getting, getting people's attention and getting them engaged. Yeah. And I think we've been lucky in that we've worked with a lot of great people who are really out there to help and promote other women-run businesses or Colorado local businesses. So there's been some really nice support from people. Um, and I think that just networking and uh, making friendships and com communicating with other <coughs> women or business owners that have a similar viewpoint is has been really helpful for us. Absolutely. Sometimes it just takes tapping into the right audience and whether that's working with a group or individual that has a following, right? So that might be finding the right influencers or it's finding the right, as you mentioned, trunk shows that have a following, that have people there. Uh, right. it's, it's getting people to follow behind you or, or to, to, uh, to experience your product, to be able to touch and feel it, but following on the footsteps of somebody else who already has recognition as you build your own brand, right? And then as you grow the business, now you'll develop your own following and it becomes easier to launch additional products going forward because people trust the brand, trust the name, et cetera, as you, as you move. What are your most popular styles that you sell? You sell all different types of apparel. What, what do you sell the most of? I'd say right now um, we've been having success with the, with our tops. So tops and sweaters, tops I think and the sweaters, it's, it's been, you know, the weather's changing. Um, the tops have been good, a good seller, very popular. And I think they're just easy they're easy pieces to wear and they accommodate a lot of different um, body types and, and styles ages. and ages. Yeah. So those have been good. Dresses were more popular in the summer and the spring, obviously. Um, I think they're just a tougher sell for us, the dresses. And mm -hmm. It's a higher price, more, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. but we've had, we had a long sleeve blouse that's that we kind of carried over and made some adjustments to it for the second collection, but that'll that sold out in several colors pretty quickly. Um, the jumpsuit we have a jumpsuit that just re yeah. released and it's been pretty popular. And I think the pants are. I mean, it's kind of things are going. They're picking up steam. So I yeah. feel like yeah. across the board, sales are picking up across the whole collection. Um, the, maybe the, the one thing that we are struggling to sell to people online, because I think they don't know how it fits are, we have a couple tops and dresses that are a one shoulder mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a harder, um, commitment maybe because you don't know how it's going to fit. And what makes you, if you, is there a defining element of your style that makes it stand out or makes it unique against other fashion brands that are out there. What are you known for? I think that both of our style is, you, you can say the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time for the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you were to ask what our tagline was, it would be tailored modern classics for the urban sophisticated woman created with awareness and thoughtfully produced. So we I want, think yeah. timeless, um, timeless updated essentials that, can be worn casually, you know, tops with the jeans, or you can really dress them up for, yeah, you know, day, events. day to night. And we designed them so they could be seasonless, so they could be worn year round. 
Um, and I think both our aesthetic is very clean, modern. So we don't have a lot of crazy trims or a lot of crazy prints. We've got two prints uh, right now, but really focusing on nice, beautiful quality fabrics and a, a beautiful color palette. So that's kind of where we wanted to, you know, base our collection on. And, and also using some sustainable fabrics. We didn't want a lot of like polyester in the line. So really focusing on that quality. Good. And I do encourage all the listeners, it's hard to describe fashion <laughs> with a podcast, right? But so I do encourage <laughs> listeners, please check out their website at glenglenapparel.com. Remember, there's two N's in Glen, glenglenapparel.com. And they've been kind enough that if you use the promo code WELCOME15, WELCOME, the number one five, that they'll give you a 15% discount off of your order, which is very generous. So I encourage you, at a, at a minimum, check out their website, see the designs, just so you can see the beautiful designs that they're creating. And if you're interested in purchasing, of course, please use the promo code uh, that they've provided to us. Well, Hillary and Jillian, is there anything that I haven't asked that you'd like to share with our audience? I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're you're just starting starting something, then just hang in there because it's a it's a long, slow train ride. But <laughs> it's patience, patience is a virtue. Yeah, yeah you've got to stay patient. And you know, so many people have told us that you've got to give it at least three years, or you know, so and and just being adaptable to things that aren't working, and how can you change that and make it work for you and not fitting in this one business model mode. So how can you make marketing work for your brand? Your brand is different from everyone else's. So I think just being adaptable and creative. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. And then the first thing you said as well is, is sticking to it, right? Keeping at it. Uh, so often we forget, you know, we hear the stories from inventors and entrepreneurs that are years into their business and you only realize the successful part of it, but everybody goes through the growth part of it as well. So I'm so excited to talk to you guys during that phase where, you know, it's, you're in that phase, you've got to learn and grow as you go. And, you know, I'd love to talk to you again next year. It's going to be a completely different story. Five years from now, completely different. And, you know, remember this time where it does take work, it takes effort, it takes trial. There are obstacles, but you get over them when you've got a great business, when you've got a good team behind it, that's what brings you success. It just takes some time and effort sometimes, but it's great to see your momentum is there. And I, Look forward to hearing more, more and more about your success in the years to come. Cool. Thanks, Thank you. John. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for your valuable insights and for taking the time to share your story. Our audience of inventors, entrepreneurs, and product marketers will benefit greatly from what you've taught us today. For the listeners, go to their website to learn more. Also, be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see other episodes that we have recorded. And if you like this episode and you want to learn more about how you can profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. 